my god, it must be that time of the month again. Yes, it's time for Talking Bollocks! It is time for Talking of the Bollocks with me, your host, Howard H. Smith. Welcome. Welcome to the uh, shittest podcast there is about metal. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if this if this is the first time you've listened, um, probably best to pack up now. Um, just go go find a go find another podcast where you know it's just the usual reviews and the usual interviews. This is going to be just too much for you to handle. This is talking bollocks. Welcome. Um, my name is Howard H. Smith. I am the host. It is my podcast. I am also lead singer in UK thrash band Acid Rain. Um, going into the studio very soon to record our new album. With I, I'll do the update in a bit. Um, also, um, stand-up comedian. Um, you can find my character Keith Platt on all social media. You can find Acid Rain on all social media. And you can find Talking Bollocks on all social media. And please subscribe to a podcast app if you can. And if you while you're at it, subscribe to YouTube. And while you're at it, why not subscribe to um, Patreon? That's right, patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. Um, uh, we're aware I'm doing my online begging, and you can give me for $5 a month, you get a shitload of exclusive content that's not available anywhere else as regards the podcast, as regards Acid Rain 2, all sorts of bits and pieces. But hey, Enough from me, because later on we're going to be hearing from Nick Russell about what great value that $5 is. Yes, that's right. I have got on the podcast to interview one of my Patreon subscribers to tell you all how great it is, just in case you thought I was full of shit. Well, you'd be right, but not about the, not about this, apparently. Um, it's, a, it's a little 10-minute advert. Come on, you can skip past it if you really want. I'm going to put it towards the end of the podcast so you can listen to all your wonderful interviews first, and you, can have, and you can ignore it if you want. But what the hell, why not listen and find out what you're missing out on for $5, which is about £3.80 in real money. Come on, a month. Really? If only 100 of you decided to listen to this and subscribe, right, I could, um, uh, yeah, buy a new car. <laughs> no, not really. Um, it'd make things a lot easier and it would certainly help with uh, with the podcast. Um, so if you want to do it, subscribe. Anyway, that's enough. You're going to get enough of that later. So... Um, uh, welcome. Yes, album update um, on behalf of Acid Rain. Um, um, as previously mentioned, I think uh, Colin Richardson is coming in to, uh, to co-produce along with Jace Lewis, um, who uh, we worked with for The Man Who Became Himself. He's put together an awesome production team um, for the album, and um, it's going to be great fun. We're going in end of July, probably be in the studio most of August, bit of September as well. So it's all happening in the Acid Rain camp. Um, absolutely no idea when the album will come out because once it's fi- finished we've got to shop for a deal then we've got to uh, agree a deal and then we've got to fit into a label's release schedule so fuck knows when any album will be out there you go that's the album update over with anyway welcome to talking bollocks um, i've already said that haven't i yeah bit bit repetitive already as well yeah, and you're bound to expect that kind of um that kind of pathetic um unprofessionalism from this podcast as he goes um some more how annoying is that very annoying so um there, there's another one right okay that's the, my mission is to not um my way through this podcast because that is fucking annoying as anybody who's listened to a podcast where somebody does that a lot would agree. 
What have we got? Well, first of all, it's a plea. It's a plea to Rob Trujillo and Kirk Hammett. Please stop with your so-called little doodles during your Metallica set. You can go online, you can go on YouTube, and you can find these two guys doing little doodles, which apparently, hey, come on, guys, it's just a bit of fun, we're told. Um, You know, it's a party. No, Rob, it's a gig. Not necessarily a party, and is it? I mean, I haven't haven't paid £100 to go to an arena for a party before, and so I would say, no, it's pretty much a gig. And that doesn't mean that you and Kirk can try and play a song from a local band, and when I say local, I mean in that country. Um, We had Rob Trujillo and Kirk Hammett uh, did a little version of Take On Me by AHA. Um... It was fucking awful, horrendous, hideous, along with a number of other ones. Um, and, um, I, you know, I, I just think it's, it's just it's not really a very good idea. But then again, they are still doing that huge drum thing, um, which they effectively have ripped off from Sepultura 10 years ago, which I've already mentioned. So my apologies for that. But just Rob and Kirk, please stop. And speaking of arenas, wow, this is almost professional. Speaking of arenas, yes, as uh, as previously feared on the podcast, uh, Slayer have put a final tour lineup together that is, um, ow, fuck. All right, I'll explain that pain in a bit. Actually, I'll explain it now. Uh, two days ago, I had a, a bike accident, a push bike accident. Um, I was I was coming back from a gig I was doing. It was late at night. I'd actually cycled there because it was quite local. Um, and it was at night on a path that is not well lit. I was on the path because um, it's next to a dual carriageway. So it's where you're supposed to be. And... Um, We'd had a previous, we'd had a storm the previous night. It created a mudslide from the slide from the park that I was um, cycling next to that had uh, seeped out from one of its entrances onto the uh, pavement. Didn't see it at night. Black cycle past. One minute I'm on the one minute I'm on the bike. Next minute I'm on the ground. Smashed me fucking helmet up, good and proper, which is good because otherwise it would have been my head. Um, but I've wrecked my shoulder, pulled all the ligaments in my shoulder, so hence the ow, because I forgot about that and held the mic with my left arm, and boy, that fucking hurts. So anyway, boo-hoo, lots of sympathy for me, not much, I would imagine. Anyway, so yes, um, Slayer have announced the uh, the bill, it is an arena tour, um, and I've got to admit, uh, I mean, it's Anthrax, Obituary, Lamb of God, um and Slayer, I've got to say, I'm really not not that bothered about obituary. Um, and I've never been a fan. Simple as that. Um, Lamb of God, as you know, as you as you regular listeners will know, I'm not a fan. I'm a fan of Randy Bly, just not when he's singing. Uh, I like everything else about the two, just not when he's singing. So, good old Dave Bly. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be uh, two bands anyway. Um. And I've got to admit, my best mate messaged me and he was like, oh, you know, Slayer's announced, you you know, I'm, I'm presuming you want tickets. And I really ummed and ahed and I was like, arena tour, oh, it's, it's not really, it's not where Thrash belongs, that's for sure. And I was really hoping for two nights, Brixton Academy, whatever. And then I thought, do you know what? How much pleasure 
have I got out of Slayer over the years. They are the live band I've seen more than any that I haven't toured with, that is. Um, and I just thought, do you know what? I am going. I'm going one last time. I'm paying the money. I'm going to the arena show. Um, and I kind of I kind of got a sort of it's not all about me kind of feeling, which is quite weird for those of you listening, because everything's about me, you know. Um, but I did. I kind of got that feeling that, like, I, look, I owe them. I owe them, um, along with the it's going to be the last chance. But I do, I kind of, I do feel like I owe Slayer a lot. Um, they they really changed the face of music for me, along with Metallica. They were the two bands that really, really changed the face of music for me and, and, uh, and endured right throughout, you know, my love of thrash. I mean, I'm looking across at my very small vinyl collection and, and Repentless is in there. Now, admittedly, it was bought for me as a birthday present, but I do stick it on occasionally. Um, and, um, yeah, it was... I don't know, I, I, I don't want to labour the point, but that's all I can say. I just thought, do you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Besides, it's on a mate's credit card, and I'll, you know, eventually get around to paying that off for him. But, um, so yeah, so I'm going. So I'm going. And speaking of uh, Slayer and Metallica enduring... Um, just recently, I'm very late to the party on this, 10 years late. Um, I got hold of a copy of the non-brickwalled Death Magnetic. It's the um, the Guitar Hero version, which is not brickwalled. And it's a, it's a different fucking album. It's a completely different album. There's texture in it. Um, it even helps with the with the accusations. Oh, it just sounds like they've got a bunch of riffs and they're trying too hard. It re- Honestly, it is... Such an improvement on the brick-walled version. I I urge anyone listening who hasn't heard it, which was me up until about a week ago, um, to get a hold of it because there's all sorts going on that you do not hear on the brick-walled version because it's brick-walled. So any subtleties that are going on are lost. And there is there is lots of subtleties on it. There's harmonies I was completely unaware of. Um, there's uh, And that's vocally, that's guitar-wise. You can hear the bass. And the bass is awesome on it. And there's there's something about a debut album from Metallica bass player. It's a thankless task. I mean, kill them all. Cliff's not exactly right up there in the mix, is he? Okay, anesthesia pulling teeth aside. But he's not. And then Justice, Nuff said, and Death Magnetic. Yeah, Rob gets buried when it comes to the um, the Brickwald version. So, yeah, I'm really... Like I say, (laughs) how's this? How's this for a fucking great update for you? Hey, a great up... A great update... Um, Death Magnetic. Ten years on, Howard H. Smith is the is the is the man to give you all the latest. Ten years after everybody else. Um, having said that, I am going to be um, I'm going to be bringing some new music your way on this uh, on this episode. I decided to. Um, uh, I've got one episode. I've got one interview in the can, which is a long one, which I'm going to save for next month. Um, so we've got Doc Hoyle here on this one. We've got Godless on this one. Um, one forty, one thirty minute interview. Uh, the ten minute uh, Patreon interview, which which frees up a little bit more time to play a couple of songs um, from from band. I'm going to be playing you a bit of The Crown, who uh, who are back after ten years away, um, and I'm going to be playing you some Mammal after a, a good length of time away as well. To um, so there you go. There's a little bit of music to come. But um, 
Of course, this section of the podcast is usually uh, remained for me uh, whinging and moaning about stuff. And the next thing is, and this isn't a moan about Corey Taylor, but it is a moan about fucking blabbermouth. Absolutely. They really are trawling the net. There was there was an article and it was called Corey Taylor enjoyed holiday holiday fucking hell i can't even say holidaying what the fuck it's my shoulder people okay i'm I'm blaming that it's it's pain management it wears you out anybody anybody of you out there any other who get like migraines or you've got dental pain or back pain or any kind of pain you know what it's like it's like you're not aware of it but you realize you become short-tempered and you can't concentrate on things and and that's me normally but and and it is it's it where and like you you suddenly feel yourself feeling like really tired in the middle of the day or something like that or he's like exceptionally like knackered at night you've got to go to bed and it's and it is because you're unaware of it but mentally you are managing pain because it is there all the time and so so i apologize for the even more scattergun bullshit nature of this podcast even more than the usual ones so let's try a run at that again um that with my big fat fucking excuse uh, out the way Corey Taylor enjoyed holidaying in Bora Bora with his new girlfriend. That was the headline. And yeah, okay, so I clicked on it. But I clicked on it purely for the point, for the point, because I read the headline and thought, well, if that ain't talking bollocks fodder, I don't know what is. And the article was exactly what it sounded like, which was Corey Taylor's mentioning in an interview that he's done. And, and they've taken that section in an interview and created a story out of it. And it's just like... Is this what we've become? I expect that from the mainstream media, right? And I'm aware Blabbermouth is mainstream metal media, but do we have to go down there? Are we? Do we really care? I mean, you know, I, it's, it's, I'm, that's nice for him. And that's literally all I had, you know, that's what I thought when I read the headline. Oh, that's nice for him. And then you read it and you go, well, you know, I'm glad that happened, but is, is that really fucking news? Are we really delving into those depths of metal personalities' lives? Did Ozzy Osbourne and the Osbournes really... Did that? Was that the beginning of the end for metal when we just became part of the, the mainstream and the mainstream media? I don't know. I'm, that's a real fucking overreach there and a desperately out-of-date one. So um, fuck you, Howard, you fucking idiot. Um, and that leads us nicely on um, because, obviously, the clown... In, uh, never has a never has a metal personality been more suited to be attached to something than Sean M. Crayham, also being known as the Clown. Because if you've seen any of his movies, you'll know he's a fucking clown. And if you've seen any of his artwork, you'll know he's a fucking clown. But the latest band member to reveal that they're an artist. And it's, in, you know, treading in the footsteps of Lars Ulrich. Um, well, not really, actually, because he just sold out. It's Chris Adler. That's right. Apparently, Chris Adler is now an artist. That's right, because hitting lumps of wood is not enough for this guy. Um, he's now... And I, I would just like, what is it with band members suddenly revealing oh so and so reveals art so and so reveals art so and so there's loads and tons of artists artists okay he's fucking blown it there haven't i i've really punctured my own my own argument well they are artists howard they are known as artists be they drummers or guitarists they are also artists so when they reveal art should i be surprised well it's everybody's right and you can put art out if you want but just because you like I, I don't know, I guess it's using... Do you know what? I was going to moan about this, but given the lack of money in music these days, is it any wonder 
that the drummers, guitarists, whoever in bands are are branching out. They're putting out art out there, and if people buy it, well, fucking hell, it's another revenue stream, and it something's got to make up for for uh, for the lack of money out there. So uh, I was actually going to have a real big moan about this, but I've kind of halfway through. I'm I'm going to disagree with myself. I've I've put I've put notes down, going like band members. Well, what a load of bollocks! And I'm now I'm now thinking, no, Howard, fuck you. It's not a load of bollocks, you idiot. It's actually a sensible move. I mean, what's this podcast? This is me diversifying from, you know, be, be, being an acid rain and being and just and doing stand. In fact, I do stand up as well. What a cunt. Hey, eh? how dare I do anything other than be an acid rain? What an absolute twat. <laughs> Slacking. I've, this has come full circle. I am the person I'm moaning about. Jesus Christ! Well, there you go. Now, yet again, I reveal myself to be a a self-aware egomaniac twat. That's what. That is who I am. That is what I am. I guess there's no escaping it. It's good. <laughs> that that's it, really, isn't it? I'm 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 just a fucking knob. I'm no different to anybody else. I mean. I might I might pontificate on here about and 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 throw out the odd opinion that you might agree with and you might have the odd giggle but ultimately I'm a fucking dick like everybody else you know I put my trousers on one at a time I put my trousers on one at a time no I put your trousers on one leg at a time put my trousers yes I wear three or four pairs of trousers every week I like to do that I like to wear them at, at the same time <laughs> um it's it's all just opinion, folks. It's all fucking bullshit. Whether it's me, whether it's Jamie Jaster, whether it's uh, fucking... Oh, who's that clown with the massively long podcasts? Again, there you go. Me slagging somebody off for doing long podcasts. Who the fuck am I to talk about that? Um, we're all just talking shit. It's all just opinion. It's all... It's just throw it in the blender. You don't have to fucking listen to any of this shit. You don't have to take it as you know as as an educated opinion. No, it's just a fucking opinion from a mouthy dickhead who happens to have a mic and some spare time and feel like that my opinion matters somehow and that people want to hear from me. But do you? Or do you just listen to the interviews? And is the worst part of the interviews me fucking talking? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. But I ultimately, I'm just a, I'm just another fucking voice out there, people. That's it. Not that you thought any different. I'm telling you what you already know. Another example of what a fucking dick I am. I mean, this is one person melting down right now. It's you know that that's all this is. It's me questioning my very existence, questioning why I even do the podcast. I'll tell you something else. I'm going to question. Ghost, the latest band to be asked if they could carry on with all new members. If they, who gives a fuck? Jesus, Christ, I can understand it. I mean, I can understand Kiss, and there you go. Okay, um, I can understand. I mean, I, I don't like the band, you know that, but I can understand the fascination with them carrying on. Other people just painting their faces up and playing that weak, lame, fucking middle of the road rock. It's not metal. If you're a Kiss fan and you are going to try and convince me that's metal, fuck you all day. It isn't. It's hard rock at best. And that image makes it, you, you, you genuinely think it's going to sound like fucking, wow, this is going to be amazing. I remember the first time I saw that artwork and thinking, oh yeah, this is going to, oh, no, this is, and, and 
this is this was at the time, folks. So I'm not saying now, not saying it sounded lame at the time to these ears, but anyway. Ghost. Really? Can they carry on with all new members? Well, let's well Ghost is one bloke, isn't it? I mean, what a, what an absolutely naff conversation to Ghost, the latest band to be asked if they could carry on well well they are. Every fucking album. Every album. And there's another band who would appear to not be carrying on at all. Darren uh, uh, Malachian, or Malkian, or whatever his name is, a guitarist in System of of Down. As of right now, System of a Down is not not, uh, a making albums band. What do you mean, as of right now? I think it's about 11 years you've been not a making albums band. Do we really have to point this shit out? Most obvious statement ever. Well, this has been a whole 20 minutes of obvious statements. My apologies for this bullshit. It's been a fucking shit opening. I apologise, but, you know, what can I say? It can't always be gold, can it? Fuck it. I'm going to have a chat to... I'm going to have a chat with Godless. He'll he'll turn this round. Here's me and Godless. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Check. I've got... Check. Syphilis, check. (laughs) I've got you, man. Oh, good, good. You record this? Um, <laughs> of course I am. Oh shit! <laughs> I thought we were just talking. Well, I, well, I, do you, do, I can I can pause it and then we can just talk and then and we can we can agree that we've said everything that we we can we need to say offline and then we can talk online. How's that? I hadn't realized that we were doing like uh, recording and stuff. I thought well, we were just catching up. Well, I, well, Off. no, no, no. I, to be honest, I totally agree. Um, and and that's what I thought until about ten minutes before we were going to talk. And I thought I should record this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on! Something's just dropped through my letterbox. Uh, oh, sorry. I just got a, I got a, just got an old fashioned letter through the letterbox. It's yeah, I, I, I picture it being like a bunch of uh, letters cut out from newspaper and taped together on the page. Uh, yes, yes. Um, uh, unfortunately, no. It's just yet another letter from estate agents telling me that um, they want to buy the flat, and I'd be more than happy to sell it. But I think the landlord would be furious. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tell you what, How right, you doing, I, man. What's I, going on? I, I, it's, I'm, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm, I'm just going to pause the recording. Hang on. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're back online. Um, I was. Um, I've spoken to a few musicians recently about, uh, and and some of them have said like you know when they were when they weren't playing music or if they weren't in a band and stuff like that, um, they they felt like um, a, a real dip in their self esteem, like like they weren't like basically like they weren't anyone special anymore. They were just you know. In fact, I did an interview recently where someone said, "Well, if I'm not in a band, you know, who am I? You know, no, that's you know that that." that's not good. I need to be in a band. Have you felt anything like that about like not doing the podcast? Has it, has it kind of made you kind of feel a little bit, I, I, I don't know, you know, anonymous, unspecial. Is, was, was there any, was there any kind of self-esteem or ego tied up in that? And you've, you've since found, Oh wow, that's surprising. Maybe there was. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's always ego tied up in it before. Um, you know that that's always a lot of fun. I mean, you know what it's like when you you're off somewhere doing uh, something completely uh, non-metal related, and somebody comes up and says, "Oh, you know," and they, you've made some sort of difference in their day at some point. Is you know that feels really great. So 
uh, yeah, certainly miss that. And if it never happens again, I probably would be kind of bummed out. Uh, but I'm not sure if, uh, if, yeah, you know, it's funny. I thought it would affect me more than it probably has. So you don't, you, sense? You, yeah, no, absolutely. So you don't, you don't miss it enough to want to do it again, to kind of dive in and go through all the hassle of setting up a podcast and everything else. Well, it's too soon to say that. <laughs> ah, right. Okay. Well, well, yeah. like, you know, like, like I did just say uh, offline, you know, if, if only you knew somebody who ran a monthly podcast who you, where you could just go on and like, you know, get your, uh, get your thoughts and feelings out there. You know, we could have a little 10 minute segment, you know, Godless's thought for the month. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, you know, try and find somebody that does a, a monthly podcast that you know really well, uh, you know, and that you trust and that you're kind of friends with, you know, and, uh, and see if they'd let you do it. It's funny because, you know, how like, I mean, maybe you, you know this from your comedy, but when you're not thinking about things in the context of how you're presenting it, you end up not thinking about those things. Absolutely. So, yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not, I haven't, yeah, I haven't been thinking too much about like questions I would ask musicians that I'm, you know, talking to. Uh, uh, but that being said, you know, I'm at a pub last night and this young woman's telling me the story of one of her girlfriends, uh, her boyfriend had, uh, the, the flesh ripped off his penis during a rugby match. Oh! And I got like, yeah, I'm like, Oh my God, can, can we possibly, can you, I was like, I got to restart a podcast just to interview that guy. You know, that oh. I've got at least an hour's worth of questions here. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm I, just I, sitting there going, you know, it was. It, did it end up being longer or shorter? Did it? You know, I'm just railing off just the top of my head. Like I got like seven questions before I've taken a breath, and she's like, "I didn't ask any of that." And I'm like, "How do you not ask any of that? That that that's the first thing you ask. That's that's insane." But uh, you oh. know, you sit down to actually do it, and, and, and now there's a place where it could actually be presented. Well, now now it's a lot of fun, you know. Yeah, I've, I've I've changed my mind about that ten minute section every month. <laughs> I, I, I do I do not want penis flesh ripping stories on on the podcast, and and, and I've got to be honest, I've got to be honest. I think I speak for most listeners too, <laughs> because let's face it, you're not normal, and um, that, 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 yeah, but, uh, oh god, that is that is really that's horrendous. That is oh my god, that is you know the the interesting thing she said is that he was back in the swing of things in two months. Oh, when we say back in the swing of things, do we mean playing rugby or boning her or both? <laughs> I, I don't know whether he was uh, convinced to go back on the rugby field, but you know he was convinced to put the put 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 it back to use in two months. Wow! And to me, that seems rather quick. I mean, oh oh, it's I, it's, it's Doctor Godless now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Godless says no. Two months is too soon. It should be longer than that. <laughs> and Doctor Godless's lengthy ex- uh, uh, knowledge and experience in penis injuries. Um, two months is too soon. Because you know, you always hear about those stories of people who like get you know you can have that like surgically enhanced, and you're like, oh man, I don't think I'd do that. You know, like, and I probably wouldn't, but like. 
if I had the opportunity because of a freak accident and the recovery period is two months or less, well, that's interesting, you know? Yeah, it is. And it'd be even more interesting if it happened to a member of a band, I've got to be honest, <laughs> as opposed to some anonymous rugby-playing Irish dude. <laughs> but, um, oh, man, that, that's... But I, I know exactly what you mean. I, if I'm in a... If I'm if I'm in a place where I'm doing um if I'm in a um a a, a long run of gigs comedy gigs, I find myself in the comedy mindset and I'm I'm and and you just you see material everywhere you know there's things happen and you make notes of it and blow but then if I'm if I'm like you know having a break break from gigs or I'm you know it's like a month or two between gigs or something like that I I do that 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 sharpness dulls and I and I, and I don't see it but then again. Um, I've got the podcast running all the time, so I'm always looking for for stories and quotes, and you know, uh, uh, some stupid shit that Gene Simmons has said. Um, so it, it's kind of like it, they 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 kind of come and go. I've got podcast all the time, and then comedy mindset is like drifting in and out all the time. But I I, I know what you mean. It's um, it, well, it's 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 like it's 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 a kind of it's a part of your brain that just doesn't get used if there's no reason to use it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. You know, if if you don't want the flesh ripped off your penis, then you know, don't go out on the rugby field. You know, that's that's the way I look at it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's where that's the way you've recently started looking at it. <laughs> so, um, have you um have you had any uh, um uh, have you had any contact with well any uh, how much contact have you had with with Chuck since the podcast finished? Very very little. I've sent him a couple songs that I think are pretty awesome and. Uh, you know, gotten uh, brief answers, but uh, yeah, haven't interacted with him too much. I know that uh, you know he's done the same thing. He's get, made himself busy with uh, lots of other stuff, and you know, just seeing his uh, transformational weight loss has been absolutely uh, inspiring and uh, yeah. uh, astonishing to watch. And uh, that's that's been fantastic. And he, he doesn't share too much. There's very little in the way of pictures and stuff, but you know, what pictures he has shared, you can see a humongous difference. Uh, literally, literally he, uh, a humongous uh, difference. Yes. As in he's no longer yeah, humongous. Yeah, exactly. He, he now looks so like, a, he now looks like a regular dude. He could walk past me in the street and I wouldn't recognize him. Exactly. Exactly. Which is great because it means that, you know, he's going to live a lot longer and he's going to, uh yeah, now he's just got to stop smoking. He'd be good to go. But I know, think I, I think I saw a picture where he he got rid of the beard as well. Yeah, he sure did. Sure did. He's a he's a new man. All the pictures I see of his wife, she smiles a lot more than she used to. So it seems to be uh, uh popular uh, around the whole house. Well, of course she's smiling. She hasn't got the she she hasn't got the thought in the back of her mind of this fucking twenty five stone lump landing on top of her <laughs> um every other week. <laughs> It's, yeah, I don't um, know if I'd say lump. I'd say more like you know, rubbery. You know, like it's a what? It's a he's a, a garden of hair. Is what he was. You know. Well, absolutely. But also the thing is, it totally makes sense to lose the beard because it was a fat guy beard, and that and that that yeah. beard hanging off that dude that he is now just looked fucking stupid. Yeah. It really would. It'd just be like, no, dude, that's that really doesn't suit you. Um, yeah. I, I mean, for, for anybody listening who hasn't seen any pictures, um, the Chuck and Godless Instagram account is still open. That's probably the best place to um, to find any pics. Um, yeah, or, or Chuck's Facebook. I don't know that he's posted anything on Instagram, so I'll have to take a, take a look. Yeah, or it might be Twitter. Actually, I might have seen it on Twitter. 
Uh, I think because yeah. yeah. he's, ch- he's changed his profile picture on Twitter, hasn't he? Now he's got to change his uh, sig-, uh, sig on uh, Twitter. He was bearded ape, so that's oh, where yeah. you find him. But he ain't a bearded ape no more. I don't know what you call him. No, he's more sort of like a little freshly shaved chimp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I miss Chuck more than anything. You know, having the conversations uh, and the dialogue with him all the time was. Uh, uh, terribly, terribly miss. That's that more than anything is what I miss. And probably, you know, when I think about trying to podcast again, uh, you know, talking about, you know, the ego boost and all that stuff that ends up not mattering anywhere near as much as the idea that, uh, you know, I don't get to, uh, uh, dialogue with my friend if I do another podcast, uh, uh, cause yeah, you know, so that's the part that I miss more than the rest of it. Yeah, of course. I mean, and that is that's the way it should be. Um, but also, I guess as well, given that you're given your kind of fairly isolated uh, existence where you are, you've got to miss just just shooting the breeze about metal because it is something that means a hell of a lot to you. And 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 you know, it, it's I I know I know from feedback I get from people who listen to the podcast that, that a lot of people listen to the podcast because they like they like listening to people talk metal, which is something they don't get to do because their life circumstances have changed, or you know, or, or whatever. And and that that's got to be a bit of a loss as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, it's funny. I was listening to a. Well, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I was reading it, uh, an article just yesterday about dialogues between comedians and and, and especially in in podcasting, and they were talking about how. Often the, the sort of new paradigm is when you get two comics, they immediately talk about how much they appreciate each other's controversial material in, a, in sort of the context of, well, non-comedians, they just don't get the joke and that's why they get offended. That sort of uh, idea. And I thought that was interesting and I was thinking about that in the context of metal conversations that happen. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a, not the same sort of dialogue as this idea of, you know, people getting offended really isn't what I'm bringing up. But just that idea of, you know, that's a, it's a comfortable conversation. It's a comfortable, um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a neat way that, that to, to listen to that kind of conversation, the conver- kinds of conversations that you have with your guests. And it's, uh, it, it, it's missed not only as a participant, but then, you know, uh, you know, as a listener, for sure, uh, I, you know, you got to find new places to find it. So, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm glad that uh, you had introduced Talking Bullocks to, to me so long ago, because now that I'm not having those conversations, the chance to listen to them is that much more valuable. Oh, well, thank you very much. Does that mean you actually listen to whole podcasts now? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow. And I, 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 I bet you're not caught up, though, are you? I bet there's still loads of episodes you haven't heard. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I don't mind. I mean, anybody who listens to like more than one episode, as far as I'm concerned, is... Um, you know, is, a, is, is, is I'll take that, you know. I'll, that's, that's fine by me. Um, uh, I, I, <laughs> well, as I've said before, my, my favourite is just sitting there listening to you solo in your that's when i think your show is 
uh, at its absolute, absolute best. And that's even as you've gotten better and better over time as an interviewer. I still am a huge – that I never miss, you know, <laughs> is the chance to just listen to you uh, rant and, and uh, <laughs> dialogue as a solo <laughs> at the beginning of every podcast. You know? Well, well, well th- thank you very much. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always keen to know because I think for every one of you – there is there is other listeners who will just fast forward past my bullshit straight to the interview because <laughs> I do that I do that with I do that with Nerdist or Nerdist podcast has changed its name these days but I I do that I'm not interested in Chris Hardwick's bullshit but I do like him as an interviewer although occasionally he can get a bit too uh, touchy feely and what's your process and his voice can get really annoying but other than that and 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 Jamie Jaster as well as much as as uh, I, I do actually like his podcast but I, I'm I have to dip in and out, and and I do tend to skip um, sometimes over a lot of his jibber jabber and just um, uh, and just cuts the interview. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, uh, I'm always fascinated to know who listen, you know, you know what who's you know who's who's people what their favourite bits are. But I guess then I guess as well, it's it depends who you're interviewing, you know, um, because yeah, some absolutely, uh, I, I mean. Uh, Doc Coyle had an amazing conversation with Tosin Abasi recently, and I mean that's just absolute crucial listening. It was a really fascinating conversation that went to a, went in a lot of different directions, and I you know I found it really enjoyable, and it you know it reminded me of course of you know when we had uh, on the Metal Podcast the opportunity to talk with Tosin, and what I sort of came away from that is is that what, Tosin's just a really interesting an open individual who gets the format. He gets the, um, uh, yeah, he gets how to sort of operate in the long form interview. And that make made it, uh, makes it, you know, so I wonder if, you know, you put him with anybody who has a, um, who is interested in speaking to somebody like him. Will that conversation always turn out to be good. You know, it's the times when he's stuck being interviewed by someone who just wants to play it by numbers and stay within lines that it just doesn't end up being uh, interesting. But, you know, it makes me wonder if in a genre as small as metal, are there only a limited number of people inside the genre as musicians who can uh, play in that kind of um, uh, sandbox and, and do it really, really well? Yeah, I I know what you mean. Um, I think there is. Um, I think maybe there there is, but they 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 maybe not comfortable doing it, and and that's why you don't get them. Um, yeah. And I think those people who aren't comfortable doing it will do it, but they'll only do it with with selected interviewers who they know very well, and that's when they feel relaxed enough. So yeah, and that's that's how Eddie Trunk brackets worst interviewer in the world um gets some amazing names and does actually get some great interviews despite um uh, you know in in spite of him um uh because people feel comfortable because they've been talking to him for 20 odd years yeah yeah absolutely um, Why t- or how? I have no idea, but does um, <laughs> do it? <laughs> well, I tell I tell you, a really good interview um, uh, on Jaster's podcast was uh, Jamie Jaster and Ash Avelson. 
Um, oh yes, yeah, that's another guy who totally gets it. Zash, yeah. Well, and, and listen to the interview, man. It is really, really good. It's very open. He talks about some bands that that he's had trouble working with. He fucking names them. You know, I mean, it's it, it's 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 a real. I, I really like the dude. It's like I, I you know. I mean, we've got fuck all chance of releasing our next album on Sumerian Records, but listening to it made me want to be on Sumerian Records because, you know, the guy is just like so plugged in and absolutely, you know, knows his shit inside out on 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 every level. And, and you know, he's making movies now, which is like anyone who takes on that nightmare of trying to get a movie made has absolutely all my respect in the world. Um and uh, and that's, that's, that was a really really good interview. Um, it, it's it's really worth having to listen to that. Um, Absolutely. But um, well, funnily enough, uh, you mentioned um, uh, Doc. Doc's on the, the, um, uh, this month's podcast, the next podcast. Oh, good, good, yeah. And you know, sort of go back to the idea of it being a small world is that. Uh, uh, I was surprised and shocked when Doc invited me on to uh, his podcast. And I don't know when that uh, is going to get released, but we had a pretty uh, far-reaching uh, conversation on uh, as well. So, yeah, Doc is just a, a great, a great, great guy who gets it. And on top of it, what uh, is the success that he's having with his band now has just been amazing to watch. You know, I, it reminds yeah, me of yeah. having him on uh, the metal sucks podcast years ago and just talking about the idea of what makes a, a, a hit song and, you know, how to, uh, uh, yeah, how to think about music and success and whether it's even possible in the genre. And, you know, he was thinking deeply about that for a long time and to see it come to fruition is just phenomenal to, 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 to see. Yeah, I'm, I, I managed to grab some time with him. Um, where they just arrived at a venue. They're on the road at the moment. They just arrived at a venue, and um, uh, and it was really cool. I'm, I, and and yeah, I'm I'm really happy for him as well because you know he's 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 put in the hours. You know, he's put in the miles. Um, and uh, you know, for for a lot of people, you know, God forbid, would have been the you know the the beginning and the end of their of their career in the business. And he's really you know he's 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 maintained his visibility in the industry and and now is you know in probably the best position of his entire career and uh, and it's it's a real victory for for persistence and uh, and you know persistence hard work and talent yeah 100% 100% and that's a lethal and, and, you know, combination I don't think like I and I don't think that he was like necessarily persistent that it was going to be playing guitar it could have been he evolved as a writer. He evolved as a personality. He wasn't sure where it was going to go. At least it seemed to be, you know, he was yeah, writing for yeah. was it VH1 or MTV and doing all these other things and not really sure exactly where he was going to land, but just knowing he was going to put himself out there and until something did come along. And of course his one love is, uh, an original love is playing guitar. So it, it, yeah, it's phenomenal to, to, to see happen and, I, I think with that kind of personality and that kind of mentality and persistence is going to give him the best opportunity to succeed over the long term, even longer term to, you know, to look at what he's done so far is already sort of a long term success from God forbid's career up until the present. But I could picture a guy like him being able to be successful as a musician and as a personality either inside this genre or even beyond it for quite, quite a long time. So it's, it's awesome to see. 
Yeah, absolutely. Abdul, check check us check us a couple of little fanboys. Um, <laughs> fanboys. Did you did you catch their uh, their live performance on um, on Irish TV? Uh, I did not. I wasn't aware of it until the next morning, and so I watched it uh, at the next morning online. But I you know I don't even have a regular. I, I cut the cord like she's uh, like almost a decade ago, so. I don't. Uh, I don't really watch anything actually on television. I guess. Oh, you're one of them, are you? Uh huh. Honestly, you're right up there with. I, I don't know people who don't have a TV and people who don't drink. I I've always got. <laughs> I've always got a bit of a suspicion. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, and let, if if you don't drink because you know you've had to stop, that's fine. That's you know that's. Uh, and it's and it's not like I'm a it's not like I'm a big drinker myself or a, a you know a pub mentality kind of guy. But I don't know. I just I, yeah, people who do, people who don't have a taste. Put it this way: it's a good it's a good job you drink alcohol. Otherwise, I would really struggle to be your friend. <laughs> did you have Did you have like a a sort of healthy uh, introduction to alcohol as a as a kid and, and growing up? Um, that's a, that's a weird question. Did I have a, a, a well, do you want to phrase that a different way? Have I been an alcoholic? Well, have I been you, an alcoholic you know, since myself, a child? Yeah, for myself, I, I you know, I, I had a, uh, I was the son of an, or I am a son of an alcoholic, so ah. I had a very different perspective as to what alcohol is and what it means ah, than perhaps right. someone else might. So I was just wondering if perhaps that informed uh, somewhat your uh, perspective on on alcohol and and. Yeah, and who shouldn't shouldn't uh, well, yeah. be uh, accepted for drinking or not? No, no, I have two two parents who uh, who drank drank in moderation. Um, I've never been a massive heavy drinker. Says the man who's going out on an all day session in like ten minutes. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, it, it's it, no, I've I, I mean, I, look, I'm 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 British, so basically, you know, you're born with a beer in your hand. Um, we have a we have a tavern culture that is hundreds and hundreds of years old. Um, so I grew up like most kids, uh, you know, drinking cider in um, in the local park and um, you know and and stuff like that. Um, uh, it's but yeah, it's yeah. I've I've, I've never really um, uh, obviously growing up. I mean, I've 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 been the age that I am now. I've got I've got friends who've had to quit and you know friends who've struggled so you know you you, you realize you know, as as you get older you know you, you you do have to calm down you can't just be you know drinking like a teenager or a, a you know or your early 20s for the rest of your life because you'll fucking pay for it um and and yeah. some and some people some people find it easier to calm down than others and some can't at all so yeah i i, I can appreciate given your upbringing um your uh, your trepidation that doesn't surprise me at all r.i.p jeff hanneman well, there is that as well. Yeah, there there is that as well. Um, right. Well, I'm going to finish the recorded bit of our uh, of our chat, and um, let, let's just catch up again before um, uh, before I go. But for now, pleasure speaking to you and, and catching up again. Always a always a pleasure, Howard. Thank you. That's better, isn't it? A hey, good old godless. Hey, we, we honestly, I really, I, I really enjoy chatting. I mean, we as soon as we spent. Um, uh, over a day together when we went to that um, uh, beyond, um, uh, oh, what was it? The uh, the um, the reformation show. God, I was thinking revival, wrong word, and all sorts of rewords. Anyway, um, 
I'm going to blame that on the shoulder. <laughs> um, and I just, I, yeah, it's just so comfortable to talk to him. And um, he's, he's really has, it's, he's, be, he's become a friend. And he's become a friend, uh, weirdly, through Twitter. Because I, I used to interact with, um, uh, with Godless and, uh, and Chuck on Twitter every week when they were doing the Metal Sucks podcast. Um, and then we just, we just, and he, he name dropped me then. And we just, and yeah, it's just kind of like developed. And it's just, it's just really weird, you know. It's it's it, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, I'm, there'll be some people, you know, from younger generations going, well, yeah, meeting people on social media. That's like that's you know you, that is a thing, granddad. And um, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So there you go. So that's social media. Not all bad. Just yeah. Just try and remember that the next time someone triggers you. Um, so what else has been going on? Um, uh, this statement from uh, Wendy Dio. I think the people that say, oh, this is terrible, should at least see it, she continued. Don't criticise it if you haven't seen it. It's done with love. The band love doing it, and we just want to keep Ronnie's memory and music alive. OK, let's just break that down, Willie. First of all, people that say, oh, it's terrible, should at least see it. Nope, not at all. Not if you think that the idea and concept is fucked from the very beginning. I don't care... If it looks like Ronnie Dio is in the room, it's the principle that I object to, not the fucking technology. The technology is fine. Holographic technology is fine. Not for putting people on stage who are dead. That's my problem with it. And what's the next part? As he unlocks the screen on his phone. Don't criticise it if you haven't seen it. It's done with love. The band love doing it. We want to keep Ronnie's memory and music alive. Um, it's it's a hologram, and I think you'll find a hologram that's done with love and a hologram hologram that's done without love look pretty much the same. Love has got fuck all to do with it. Also, if it's so fucking wonderful, why did you have to redesign your husband's eyes? That is fucking scary. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna go back to the drawing board. Are you redesigning the eyes on your husband's face, please? Um, just having to go back there again. I cannot believe that's a phrase that is that I'm having to say. Um, we want to keep Ronnie's memory and music alive. You are aware that his music is still available, right? His music will live forever. That's how Hendrix's legacy has survived. That's how Elvis's legacy survived. That's how Hanneman's legacy has survived. It's how every musician since the dawn of time, their legacy has survived because their music has survived. You don't need to keep it alive by putting a fucking hologram into a fucking concert hall. That is not keeping his music alive. That is making money off some creepy fucking weird old tribute. I mean, I'm not a fan of tribute bands, but fucking hell. If it's go and see Ronnie Dio Hologram or a tribute band, I'd rather go and see a tribute band. Live human beings, a live singer interacting with the crowd there and then. The band love doing it. Well, yeah, I'm sure the band love a payday. There's nobody in that band who's got anything better to do. Of course they fucking love it. And they're not doing it because they love Ronnie and they want to keep them. No, it's a payday. It's a job. Now, I am sure that part of it, for some of them, is that. But that is not why they're doing it. They're doing it because it's a job. That's why people do jobs. 
You know, you're not you're not going to climb on a tour bus and travel all over Europe to keep someone's memory alive. No, you're going to do it because you get paid at the end of the night. That's why you do the job. That is basically it. So if we can, I'm done. I'm I'm fucking done with that. I really fucking am. Um, on a much more positive note, and yeah, I'm not just keeping on whinging. I'm not just going to be a moany bastard all the time. I saw a clip of Dave Mustaine in Argentina, came out of his hotel, right? They were doing some gigs in Argentina. He saw there was a load of kids outside his hotel, just which, which you know, is fucking amazing. And you know what he decided to do? He decided to go down, sit on the steps and play an acoustic guitar and have a sing-along. How fucking cool is that? And I watched the footage and it was really... And these kids were fucking blown away. And I've had a pop at Dave Mustaine plenty of times, right? And, you know, that is just cool. There is no... Oh, fucking... No, there is no... There's no punchline coming here. There is no me tearing him down. That is just a really fucking cool thing to do. Really, really fucking cool. And I I just think that 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 is to be commended. And it was brilliant as well. And he was he did all the hits. He was out there for about 15 minutes. He didn't have to go out there at all. I just thought that was, I just thought that was, you know, coolness on another level. I really do. And these were all, and the, the clips that were there, it was all fan filmed. You know, he didn't go down with his phone and film it. He just went down there and did it. And I just thought that was really fucking cool. Um, and you know what else is really cool? Gene Simmons. Yeah, that's right. You heard it. I've just got done praising Dave Mustaine. Do you know what I'm going to do now? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm flipping on you, folks. I'm going to praise Gene Simmons. Because Gene, right? Gene said recently, um, and I quote, where um, he was astonished to find out the medical value of cannabis. He um, basically came out and said, do you know what? My previous statements, um, my previous statements all about uh, cannabis saying it's, it's a drug and it should be avoided and all drugs are bad and all the rest of it. I've never got high or drunk in my life. Drugs, everybody's uses drugs. You take, right. I would like to admit I was judgmental, arrogant, uninformed, uninformed, as well as misinformed. I was throwing out the baby with the bathwater. I was subjected to the Cheech and Chong uh, itis disease, which is the low end. Look, champagne, right, cannabis I found out through doing research and stuff, and I urge everybody to do it. I was astonished to find out its medical value. And you just think, do you know what? How cool is that? That is genuinely, that is genuinely fucking cool. Really fucking cool. I mean, you know, that's just fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And Gene is to be praised for that. You know, I mean, somebody of his age, he's not, you know, he's no young man. Although, you know, he, he, he will make it to your house for, for 50 grand. <laughs> um, no, look, you know, I didn't tear Dave down. I'm not going to. That That is from, you know, from somebody from that generation who's a teetotaler and always been don't do drink, don't drink, don't do drugs and all the rest of it. I just think that that is really fucking. That's different class. 
There's nothing more I can say. It's different. You might not want to hear this from me. You might not want to hear the positive Howard praising Dave Mustaine and praising Genius Simmons. There's definitely less comedy there. There really is. I mean, you know, there's, there's, yeah, he still looks like a badly, a badly drawn toy gorilla and Dave Mustaine still has a scout jamboree. But you know what? Those two things are very, very cool. Very cool indeed. <laughs> That's enough, isn't it? That's enough. I'm going to freak you out if I if I continue this. I really am going to freak you out. Okay, so let's finish this section by symphonic metal. Don't get it. Do not fucking get it at all. I like my symphony. I like my metal. I like Metallica with the San Francisco symphony. I like I like that kind of thing. But symphonic metal, I just think I don't know. It's just grandiose in the extreme and the bands who play it seem to think that they're they're like changing the world and they're, they're, they're on some higher plane than the rest of metal oh yes we're we're symphonic metal oh yes we're 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 practically classical musicians oh yes we should we should be doing we should be touring with um with philharmonic orchestras no you're not you're just you're just a fucking you're just a band with fucking grandiose samples in your music get over yourself will you Really, and it's and it is. It's grand. There's just the grandiose titles, and and it all just seems so far shoved up its own ass. All the heads right up their own asses. It's and and please do tell me if I'm wrong. Please do you know send me some links to 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 bands that that really don't think that they're doing this fucking great service to classical music and to heavy metal music, and they're on some sort of quest. It's, it does my head in. It's like fucking heavy metal Game of Thrones for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where the connection is there. I'm not, really not sure where the connection between symphonic metal and Game of Thrones is. I don't know where. I don't know how that little synapse in my brain is going. Game of Thrones, symphonic metal. Is there a connection there? I don't know. I don't, I mean, I'm questioning myself a lot on this fucking podcast. I'm blaming the arm, which I might remind you is constantly in pain. All right. Anyway, enough moaning, enough belly aching, and definitely enough praise. Let's have a chat to Doc Toil. Doc Toil. Sorry, Doc. Jesus Christ. I, I bet you've never been called that before. <laughs> Although he has toiled throughout his uh, career within the music business, doing all sorts of different stuff, got a huge amount of admiration for this dude. Um, he really has. Um, he's, he's done so much in his career. And it started with, well, not started with, but came to prominence with God Forbid. And he's now back to prominence with um, the, uh, uh, the Bad Wolves, who were the band that did a cover of Cranberry's Zombie. Um, so they hit the headlines when um, uh, when the singer died, and uh, so that was kind of odd, um, which brought them to to mass attention for those of us who who weren't well for those who weren't aware. Uh, he also has the um, X Man podcast that is E X hyphen M A N the X Man podcast. I am a subscriber. He's a great podcaster. He's a great songwriter. He's a great writer in general, um, and really took really took the time to 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 catch up i mean he's on the road with the bad wolves um he'd been on the road traveling all day and just got to the venue and took time out to have a chat what a top guy have a listen hi doc hello hello hey, what's going on hey how are you 
I'm doing all right. I'm uh, trying to get my headphones on. Give me a second. Yeah, no worries. I'm trying to find the, the lobby in this place. It's about to... There we go. All right. Ah, right, okay, yeah, you're coming through loud and clear. Well, good to hear, good to hear. So, um, so where, whereabouts are you? Paint a picture for me, Doc. Where are, where, whereabouts are you? I am in beautiful, sunny Houston, Texas, and we are at a House of Blues establishment. Um, House of Blues is a chain of uh, venues throughout the U.S. that are they're some of the best theaters you can really play yeah. out in the U.S. So they're great, great sound, great food. Um, they really take care of you. Oh, well, that's the main thing. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we started a um, little, I was like, what, what, we started, what was our first date? On the uh, 20th of April, um, we started doing some festivals, like we, one called Lost Rages in, in Las Vegas. We did one called Fort Rock and Welcome to Rockfield. And in between those, we've been doing off shows with Hollywood Undead. And those have been going great. Like they're, they have a really great fan base. So uh, every show has been packed and, you know, the festivals have been huge. You know, they've been playing in front of thousands of people despite our early time slot. So it's been going really well. So, well, you, you've got you've got the sound of somebody who um, uh, has got the bit between their teeth. There's the, there's the sound of uh, enthusiasm in your voice. Um, sounds like you're really enjoying it as well. Yeah, I mean, we, we really just started our journey here. Yeah. Um, and um, to be truthful, I mean, I've, I've been doing music for so long, and I've never had any project really have this much momentum or. Um, you know, just hit the ground running, you know, yeah. in terms of the radio play and having the big tours and, you know, it's, it's really like a full kind of assault, you know, of um, promotion and exposure. Yeah. And it just has essentially made everything just much, much easier than it would have been otherwise. Yeah. But, so, but it's a case of levels, isn't it? I mean, I know exactly what you mean about the, you know, being uh, being at it a long time, and by the sounds of it, what you're saying is it's it feels you know this particular time where everything's come together perfectly at the right time. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I think it's difficult to be around as long as I have, as long as some of the other guys in the in the band has, um, and not feel a little bit skeptical and um, <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe even pessimistic as far as like the prospects of launching a, a new band. Um, so I think it's kind of everything's performed beyond my personal expectations. I can't speak for anyone, any, anyone else because I just think, uh, I think this stuff is really hard to do. It's really difficult to have it. You could do all the right things. You can uh, uh, check all the marks and it could still not work out, you know. Um, and the fact that it's going so well, I'm just, um, you know, I hope, you know, it's, it's like, I think my, my therapist was like mentioned, like, 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 I forget what it's called, but when you, you kind of wait for the other shoe to drop, you know, it's like yeah. the almost uh, yeah. weird kind of thing, you know, that, you know, that's kind of in the back of my head. But it's just like, you got to appreciate it, work it, but, you know, never get too comfortable because you know what, uh, you know, things, you know, the, I always imagine things are getting harder at some point And I'm just like, just trying to stay level-headed, you know, that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing is, as well, is that... Um, I mean, I, I know exactly what you mean. I always have, I've always had a phrase, especially when you're talking about tours. It's like believe it when it believe it when you're on the bus, basically. You know. Yeah, you, you, I mean, well, just, I think 
So a lot of people ask and say, hey, man, are you excited for this tour? Are you excited for this? <laughs> I think, I, yeah. I will be I, I really, will be when I know it's real. Well, it's not even about knowing that it's real. I think it's about living in the moment. It's like, what is today worth if you're only thinking about yeah. what you're doing next week, you know? Absolutely. So it's, you know, and, and being in the moment, like, you know, the anticipation about something is just like, it was actually very daunting and very, like, nerve-wracking anticipating everything that happened because some of it is so big it's hard to think about so it's like in a way i'm just focusing on what you're doing today is not thinking about it it's like all right i have to prepare for that moment but the only thing i could do is the actual preparation which is the rehearsing and the working behind the scenes and getting everything together and just kind of taking care of your business and it's incremental all that stuff like we're out here and it's going well but every day we're trying to make it better you know yeah yeah absolutely well, it's uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I I absolutely get that. Um, uh, and it's it's been a you've you've got what is it ten days just over just over, just under two weeks before the album drops. Uh, yeah. Not, I mean, not even it's uh, album on May eleventh, so a little more than a week. Wow, wow. And I, and I know exactly what you mean as well about being focused on the uh, on the present because you can. You know, there, 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 there can be a tendency to look too far into the distance. And, you know, I've always worked on the principle that if you look after today, tomorrow will take care of itself. You know. Exactly. If you, if you do your, what you're supposed to do, you know, then, then, and, and kind of be forward-thinking enough to, to be prepared, then theoretically you should be able to handle anything that comes in front of you. But, of course, things that you can't anticipate always arise, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, especially especially in a band, it just seems to be you know. Well, it's, it's when you've got so many different people and it, you know working together who also have lives. There is anything can happen at any time. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's very unpredictable, and I think you know I I grew up kind of in a band and being kind of interlinked between a few other adults, and in, in the subsequent years, I've kind of learned how to be an individual. <laughs> and it's um, it's a kind of a different experience reintegrating yourself and thinking as a group of people as opposed to kind of looking out for yourself. You know, there's a little bit of give and take and kind of um, understanding that you have to, once you're, you're, you're part of like a, this amoeba that's moving around. Yeah. You're part of the hive mind to a, to a certain degree and you have to kind of uh, sacrifice a little bit of your individuality for the sake of the group. And that's not always... That's not, easy for me I think as it used to be but um, you know it's all part of the process you know this is as they say uh, becomes a new normal you know yeah absolutely well I know exactly how you feel because I came I came back to, to to working with my band Acid Rain in 2015 um, having spent 20 years doing stand up so wow. very much from going focused on focus on the me to uh, yeah remembering how to play with others it's um yeah it's uh it's yeah it's very it's very very different um yeah yeah i think playing in a band it's it's you know not too dissimilar from you know like you said the difference between an individual sport like tennis yeah. or golf to a team team sport you know it's a much it's a, the, the mentality couldn't be couldn't be more different no, you're absolutely right. And the thing is, is, is you know, when, in, in the bad times is when you notice being in a band, when it's kind of like you're, you're, you're all there to kind of shoulder something together. Um, when you're... Well, I can, 
I can say that, but I can also give the other idea. I think sometimes when things go bad in a, in a band organization, often certain people will use that as a way to, to shift blame. And I say, well, it's the band's fault that I didn't do this. It's this guy in the band. It's the reason why I'm in the vibe position. Whereas if you're on a, a singular pursuit, generally you have no one to blame but yourself. You know, um, I think sometimes it, it, it lets people off the hook for <laughs> kind of personal account- accountability sometimes. Yeah, okay, that's, that's 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 a good point. That is that's a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I'll take that. It can go both ways, but I, it can go both <laughs> ways. But I, I do I, I do know don't know what you mean, and that's all about being connected and having that trust. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, yeah, I mean, you started out. Uh, how young were you when when God forbid first hit the road? Well, we first hit the road. I was nineteen. Right. And okay. We, yeah. And I was. Yeah, and I literally, we started playing together about three years before that, doing basement bands, and when I was still in high school, we were really terrible, and had real no expectations to have a career or get signed or anything. We kind of just wanted to get good, and by the time we started getting good, we realized we, we kind of were doing something a little different, um, and then we made this record called Reject the Sickness for... Um, an independent label and then Central Media got wind of it and offered us a record deal pretty much immediately. So when I was maybe a year out of high school, um, you know, we started touring, you know, doing pretty modest stuff, you know, hardcore scene touring, you know, sleeping on people's couches and playing in front of 50 people. But to me, that was, even that was beyond anything I ever heard of. You know, it was, uh, I didn't didn't even know that was, it was an option to be like a, a metal musician for a living grabs a career. That's awesome. So you so you you kind of fell into it. Yeah, I mean, it was like almost going back to before what I said about not not looking too far down the road. I, I, yeah. I never did that. I couldn't really imagine working a job like I worked at like this uh, copy shop called Kinko's. You know, doing you know making copies and doing office type stuff and uh, delivering. And I I, could, I couldn't envision that that was like that was going to be my life. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I just I, you know I, I didn't. Not that I said I was above that or anything. I just, I was like, oh, this is what people do. You leave school and then you just, you do something you don't like all this, all day. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's strange. Yeah, it's not an option. It's not an option. <laughs> well, well it's, it's, but I, I've done it, I've done it subsequently and have to, I think a, a more uh, kind of nuanced relationship with, with work that I did when I was, when I was younger. Um, but it was this kind of almost a failure of imagination on 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 my end where in just kind of going with the flow you know it's like Forrest Gump you know he never initiates anything he kind of just goes with the flow and things happen you know that's kind of what I did I just kind of let, let the let the tide take me and I, I learned a lot but there's a lot to be said for that you know and you know that's how you've ended up where you are today um and all those yeah was, I focused a lot more since then but <laughs> uh, and, and you know become a little more goal oriented but um but still being open-minded to that, that you can't control everything. So much just let life happen to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, and I learned that years and years and years after. I wish I had learned it. But, um, yeah, it does. I mean, I'm, like you, I was, I was, you know, young and on the road um, at a very early in age. Um, but I, you know, time off to do comedy. Whereas you really slugged it out. It's like six albums with God forbid. Um, and... Is it is it is it still there in the background, bubbling away potentially? Um, you know, you, you never know. I think it's a difficult scenario considering 
you know, distance, everyone's kind of spread out. You know, a lot of ways, me quitting the band is the band breaking up allows people to kind of follow what other things they had going on in their lives, and that kind of pulls yeah. people out from a distance. And the truth is, with Battle Rules, man, we're going to be so damn busy. I mean, it's really <laughs> yeah. cutting out bandwidth for almost anything. You know, like I have my own podcast, The X-Man, and I'm I know, struggling yeah. to get episodes out for that, and I'm, you know, there's, you know, just when you have something really that's at the centerpiece, it, it definitely doesn't room for a lot of room for a lot of other things. I have another band called Vegas Nerve, and it's like people are like, oh, so are you doing another Vegas Nerve? I'm like, well, let's cross that bridge when we get there. I'm I'm doing this right now, and, and we'll see what happens, you know. But I never say no to anything, yeah. Um, especially something like God forbid, where obviously that was my life for forever, and it's you know I love the guys in the band, and you know, and my main thing with God forbid is that as long as people would want to see something, or there's some kind of demand, or I felt something that was uh, appropriate to the legacy of the band that was worth doing, then of course I'd be open to it. But I definitely don't want to be these like nostalgic, doing it for the old days, kind of trying to recreate something. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily healthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, and as you, as you rightly pointed out right at the very beginning, you have got you know, th this is the time for Bad Wolves really now. I mean, you know, you, you have to give it everything. Um, and especially with the level of exposure that, that, that you have. Um, is there a certain is there a certain kind of element that's come along with this as like, wow, you know, at last, this is, you know, this is how it should always be. Everything, you know, everything lined up, great exposure, tours booked and, you know, things looking good. No, no, I think it's, to me, it's like, the one, like, it's weird to, like, in a way, hoping for the one in a billion thing or one in a million thing to happen to you is a kind of a delusion, right? Now, yeah. sometimes the delusion works out, right? But you're taking a bet on yourself that uh, it will work out. But if it doesn't, if, you're, if your goal is, I want to be as big as Jay-Z as a rapper, right? Or if you're a comedian, it's like, if I'm not as big <coughs> as... Uh, Louis C.K. or something, then I'm a failure. Now, is that delusion or is that, um, you know, or, or, or is that ambition? You know, um, so the, the, to be truthful, I had already accomplished a lot of my goals, most of my goals, before with my old band and even with other bands. You know, I played with Lamb of God and we opened for Metallica and I got to, you know, open for Queensryche with another band and go to Europe with Darkest Hour and do yeah. all kinds of stuff. So I don't, need to check the boxes of, oh, I, you know, have a record, sell this many copies, or I need to play in front of this many people. I've kind of already done that. It's more of, um, I'm pretty good at this, <laughs> and it's really fun, and it's, yeah. it's adventurous, and it's really, to be truthful, it's the only, I put so much time into it, it's the skills that I have that I could probably get the most out of in a lot of ways uh, in terms of a career trajectory yeah so so there so there's some just kind of just being pragmatic in that in that sense but yeah it's a, it's a you know and and everything that happens with this i think you know with me doing the podcast me you know, I've, I've done writing for a while and i love doing stuff like that it all yeah. kind of feeds everything you know just kind of be a general in the entertainment field generally that you know this band doing well helps everything yeah. um but but yeah i mean it's not like it should have been like this is that i feel i think anyone in this position where things are happening. And listen, we are nowhere near, you know, time to like pop champagne bottles or anything. But um, when it's going really well, it's like you just, 
feel more gratitude that, wow, we're really lucky we're in this position, and, you know, I wish more bands were in this position, you know. But there was yeah. no entitlement to it. I don't think or that it should be this way. I think we're just lucky. <laughs> well, yeah, that and years, like you said, you know, years of honing your craft. Um, there's a lot to yeah, be said for I, that. Listen, but I say this, man, I think there's, there's a thousand guitar players better than me, you know. I don't know if a thousand guys can write a, a riff as good as me, but, um, you know, or, or perform as much on stage. Or Listen, there's only one me, though, right? There's only yeah. there's a bunch of great people, but there's only, you can't replace me with someone else that's me. So, um, you know, listen, for some reason it's, 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 it's working out, but I don't think, listen, I think there's a lot of great talent um, in, the, in the hard rock metal world. I, I do think a lot of uh, how the scene has evolved, where I think people's priorities have kind of flipped, where I think a lot of the musicians play for other musicians and for kind of social validation instead <laughs> of, yeah. hey, let's, ma- let's make a great song, right? You look at a song like Creep by Radiohead, right? It's their biggest song. It's three chords, you know, very simple, you know, but no one's, not so many people are trying to recreate that. They're trying to re- become the next, you know, faceless or become the next periphery or, or, or whatever, you know, and it, it's very much like, people have a very direct idea of like, okay, I want to appeal to these people. And it's, it's not really seeing the big picture. I think one of the big, biggest things about battles is for the first time, we're all kind of trying to see the big picture of where we want to be and, and having a certain ambition kind of involves really seeing angles that get outside of just trying to impress the next guitar player. It's like James Hetfield's not the best guitar player, you know, in the world or Kirk Hammett, you know, or, you know, or Lars Ulrich, everyone shits on him with his drums, right? But he's in the biggest band. So people have to ask themselves the question, what's more important, you being the best drummer or being in the best band? Yeah. And it was two different things, because people equate them. You know, there's the, you know, I've seen the greatest musicians I've ever seen play in front of 20 people. No one cares. So what is the value of being the, the greatest at whatever if, it, if, you, if your input doesn't equal the output, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's, it's a, that's a dicey thing. And I think a lot of times with musicians, they think just because I'm good, I deserve this kind of success. And yeah, listen, maybe 20 years ago it was like that, but it's definitely not like that anymore. It's a different game. Is, do you think it, the, the sports analogy kind of, kind of works here where it's like, you know, give, give me hard work over talent every time? You know? No, because I think it's different. I think it's different because I think sports is a meritocracy. Right, we can go to the stat sheet and see who had the best game. Right, we can look at the end of the year stats. Okay, this person they have advanced analytics; they can tell who's the best. There's no metric. That I'm saying is, you could be the best player or whatever, but ultimately the people decide. Right, and that's subjective. Right, the best song, quote unquote, is not something I can put into a statistical generator and figure out what's the best song. The people have to decide you know, what the best song is or what band they like the most. So a lot of that isn't congruent with what is, like, critically the greatest. Like, like uh, Code Orange, you know, that band won every major award, got nominated for a Grammy, had all this stuff going on. But, and I, I've seen that, and the record sales are good. Like, for a new band, the record sales are fine. But it's not equal to, like, the critical acclaim. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, but it's, but it's, we have to understand those are two different things, you know, um, and, and it all depends on what your goals are, right? Because yeah. you don't need to, if your goal isn't to sell a million records and you don't sell them, that's fine. You know, there's no, there's no shame in that. You know, there's plenty of bands that are built slowly 
and I bet you what, though, every single one of those people that bought a Code Orange record is probably a fan for life, right? Those are real fans. They're not going anywhere as long as that band sticks true to what they, uh, you know, what gained those fans in the first place, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and so I, I'm, I'm a little bit... Um... Just jumping about all over the map here. Um, how did you end up getting hooked up with Bad Wolves? Well, I moved out to uh, L.A. about four years ago. And um, John Berklin, uh at the time he was still in Devil Driver, he actually, they actually gave me a ride. My car broke down. I was driving across the country uh, to L.A. They gave me a ride. And actually, you know, and he, he was, you know, at that time he was already planning on, on leaving the band. And he had kind of told me he was leaving. And he was working on this music. And um, so he started. He was, so when I moved there, he was playing me all this stuff. And at the time, I, my mind wasn't really in metal. I was doing my other band, Vegas Nerve, which is a little more on the rock side of things. And I kind of wasn't, you know, I wasn't into like, oh, let's do a super group or let's do this guy. I was just kind of doing my thing. And as it developed, you know, he got, you know, really when Tommy Zex joined the band and I heard the direction that they were going in. And he and the one this one guitar player left and they said, Hey, we need another guitar player, would you like to do it? And I was like I was a little intimidated because the music was really t- difficult to play. It was and it's very modern. It's like I had to learn really a whole new style of guitar. You know, and I, I just didn't have anything going on at the time. I had the time I was like, let me let me try this out. And uh yeah, we just started in just me and John in a room <laughs> trying to translate these songs into a live performance and it took a long time but just as slowly but surely it got together the songs came together you know we got Kyle in the band and you know first once we released the video for Learn to Live it was like a like kind of a neutron bomb like everything just started happening from that point and, and hasn't slowed down since that's awesome man I, I, I mean I didn't realize that you were um I didn't realize that you were kind of a um uh, a founding member if you like well I, I don't consider myself a founding member because John and Tommy really had, you know, probably 60% of what the record ultimately ended up being. Right, okay. Like, they had already kind of defined the sound of the band. Um, right. And I came in, you know, at the end, and, and I, in a way, I didn't want to screw up their formula. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to come in there and be like, well, let me tell you what's going on, because I thought what they did was so ahead of the curve. Um, I thought what they were doing was so ahead of the curve that it... Um, it just inspired me, and I just, I almost wanted to, like, don't mess it up, and then I kind of came at the end, and I did a few guitar solos, and I, you know, sat in on a few sessions, and helped Tommy with some vocal stuff, and, you know, just kind of giving my two cents where, where, where it, where it made sense, you know, um, without kind of stepping over, you know, anything, because sometimes you, you definitely, where me, I've been the band leader, and I've been the creative kind of director in a lot of my bands. Yeah. If you have too many of those people, it can, you can kind of mess up the soup, and you know a lot of people get wrapped up because of the ego that well I have to do this. And this yeah. Person, like no, nah, you gotta just you know you gotta know when to lead and when to follow. You know. So you're just so you're you're kind of kind of taking a, consciously taking not a back seat but just kind of taking yourself out of that out of that kind of mindset and saying well, well look you know, you know su- su- they've got this role. supporting role right yeah. cool. But that, I mean, that's that's it. That is that's incredibly refreshing, as opposed to everybody trying to argue over the steering wheel. Well, I mean, you got to understand. I think creative people in general, and especially performers, right? Performing is inherently egocentric because it's about 
being in front of a crowd and getting attention and <laughs> getting approval, right? That's oh, why. Oh, I, hell yeah! You're talking. You're talking to somebody who couldn't, who, who you know, jettisoned the rest of his band so he could get all the attention for himself and stand up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 it's very intoxicating. You know, <laughs> oh and, yeah. And, and luckily, I think through my years and my ups and downs, I've, I've really gained a healthy. Uh, kind of perspective and relationship with my own ego, understanding that it is always there and it informs certain things that, and it can be very useful at certain times, but you have to ask yourself a question. I think every creative person who decides to collaborate with other people is what's more important. Is it that my ideas are used or that we use the best ideas? There you go. And I think, and I think a lot of people, because they can't get out of their own way or, or they can't, they're so connected to something that, that they will always kind of view their idea as the best idea because it's theirs. And they will think they're being objective, but often they're not. And the thing is, even me, I can sit here and say that I'm trying to be the most objective, but I don't, even I don't really know. I can just do it to the best of my ability. But ultimately, I want to have the best thing. And I don't care where the idea comes from. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Straight up. Well, it's it, yeah, and, and ultimately, it's about being. Um, it's just about being true to the songs, isn't it? As long as you, uh, you know, as long as everybody is contributing and working towards making the song the best that it can be, you know, I love playing that bit is not a good enough reason for keeping it in. If um, if everyone else says no, look, we need to lose it. But by the way, it goes beyond just the songs, right? This is your album artwork, your merchandise, what yeah. tours you're going to do, yeah. what um, type of, you know, the marketing, you know, every decision that factors into describing what a band is, there's going to be a discussion, you know, there's going to be, you know, and it's not always easy. You know, this stuff, no one, everyone, like I said, everyone knows the right answer two weeks after it happens, but leading up to it, a lot of these things are, are difficult. So we're lucky we have a lot of smart people and uh, capable people in our, in our team that help perform us like uh, Zoltan from Five Finger Death Punch is our manager, and his uh, counsel has been invaluable. You know, the guy yeah. just knows his shit. He's one of the most successful bands in the world, and the truth is, and he's been the driving force for that band's success. And, you know, we can't sit here and be like, listen, Zoltan, we know what's up, because I sold 50,000 records in 2005. It's like, that shit's irrelevant, to be true. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. what, what, what do I know? I know how to make a, a mid-level metal band. I know how to do that. I don't know how to have a multi-platinum arena act. I don't know how to do that. So you have to listen to people that do, if that's what you want to do. And I'm definitely, I'm open to that. That's what, that's, you know, we're, we're definitely look, shooting for the stars on this one, I think. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, and quite rightly, you know, um, go hard or go home. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's, we have the components, you know, so it's a matter of every day. Well, then each decision, you kind of build the house, right? Each good decision and good show and cool t-shirt and cool, you know, just little nice video we make and everything, you're just slowly building it. And also just going on here and actually connecting. That's, that's one of the great things about finally getting the tours, meeting all the people that have been supporting the band or making new fans and taking pictures with them and signing stuff because, that's how you make connections that last with your with people that support your art. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And now more than ever, because it, every experience is you know is remembered, is you know is posted all over social media, and uh, you know you've you, 
It's it's all important. Every single piece of it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I had a um, had a very unfortunate experience with um, with somebody that I really admire recently, where um, I met them and uh, they were a massive disappointment. And um, you know, look, you've you've done it as well, and it sucks, doesn't it? You know, that's the last thing that you want. Well, I don't. Well, one, I, I kind of. I think we have to be realistic about the fact that we, when you have, you, you know, we think we have this, you have this one-sided relationship with people you admire and people, and you, the truth is you don't know them. And uh, ultimately, despite how many of their records you've bought or how much they've done for you in that realm, they don't really owe you anything. And I think there's actually this kind of dehumanizing factor about fame where people, once they know your work, they tend to think they own a piece of you. And, um, and we, and once it's like this idea that you can talk shit about someone as soon as they're famous or you can photograph yeah. them or because they're in, they're in the public sphere. And in a way, I think that's kind of detriment, detrimental to personal sovereignty and humanity of saying you're, you know, you're, you're like a, a, a landmark or something. You're a brand, you're McDonald's. You're not a person. And it's like, I think we have to kind of give people a little bit of leeway to have a bad day to uh, uh, to be able to be kind of, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, we're all selfish in our own regards. You know, but part of that selfishness is, is kind of take care of yourself, you know? Um, and I think, listen, some of these people are going to be disappointing, but that's okay. Hey, unless you project your version of who you, who you think they are. Because maybe that version, that's who they've been the whole time. You just didn't know. And it's, that's just, it is what it is, you know? Yeah, well, I think it is what it is, because I've spoken to a few people who've had varying uh, varying reactions. Shit happens, though, you know? I mean, it's, um, and I've just as, you know, just as many uh, positive experiences as well. It's just, uh, you know... Certain, certain people, I like, like, if I met Prince and he was a dick, I wouldn't care at all. Like, he's Prince. Right, dumb? Yeah. Well, he's a god amongst men. If I met Axl Rose, he's a dick. I'll be fuck yeah. Axl Rose told me to fuck off. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'll be, I'll be excited. I'll be, excited. I'll be like, hell yeah, man. Yeah. Al Cooper spit in my face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a rock star. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. I'm supposed to do the jokes on this podcast, mate. Calm down. Oh, I'll be less funny. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. So um, I, we've got some, yeah, we've got some friends in common. Firstly, uh, Chuck and Godless, who used to do the Metal Podcast. Of course, of course. I just had uh, Godless on the show, on my show. We're going to release that in the next week or two. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Did a little, did a little post-mortem on their, on their show. Oh, yeah. cool, mate. Well, yeah, I did. I did um, I, uh, well... I found out before before the last episode aired because uh, Godless came over here because we were on um we 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 were on a quest to go and see a band doing a one off reunion show, so um he, he he flew over here and I drove him up there and we had a we had a we had a week, we had a lovely weekend together and he was telling me that the um, the podcast was going to go and I was absolutely gutted man. Well, he you know I, listen I love both those guys and they've done nothing but support me and it'll, it'll always actually help me you know inspire me to start my own podcast because I, I got a lot of reps yeah same uh, here guesting on 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 their show and um you know i mean i know uh, chuck still does his radio show so he's still out there but godless man that guy's got a 
you know, in this, I'll be honest, in the, in the realm of heavy metal, there's, there's a lot of boring, <laughs> there's a lot of fucking nerds out there yeah. who are not interesting. Do you hear them talking? They're like, ah, I don't know, the last uh, All That Remains record. I just really didn't like the guitar sound. Uh, it's just like, shut up, all right? He actually has real opinions. He has something to say, whether you agree with him or not. Um, and I hopefully he can do something out there, whether that's like a YouTube channel or do another yeah. show or whatever. Maybe I'll just ha have to like steal him on my show, you know, bring him on every uh, few weeks just to just to talk shit. Hey, we can you know, we can I, um, we can fight over him. The first thing I did was say to him, "Look, you got, you know, do you want to do you want to come on uh, come on whenever, every other month?" So we can fight on him. We can have him like a, you know, you can have him one weekend. I can have him another weekend. He can be like yeah, our joint, pod, our podcast child. Joint custody. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, we'll just we'll just toss him about. No problem. <laughs> he's he's alright. He's a he's he's a tough guy. He'll be alright. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll send you I'll send you some links to um uh to a couple to that uh special that I did with him because um two two hours of it is me and him in a car on the way to on the way to the gig for an hour and the following. He told me about that actually. Oh really? He told me, yeah. <laughs> he did, yeah. Oh man, it was yeah, it was uh, it was great fun. Um, it, re it really was, um, and yeah, if you, some of his some of his weirdest theories yet come out in that journey. I have to say, his um, well, well, you actually have to speak with him in person, so that makes you a, a you know a, a esteemed uh, privilege over, over over myself. So cause <laughs> it's funny, I played in, I, I did the the show in Dublin. We played on television, and I didn't realize he lived in Dublin for some reason. I was like. Picture him living out in the the vast rural hills of yeah. uh, you know some some coast town in in Ireland, but apparently he lives in Dublin. So I I just barely missed him. So next time I have to make sure I, I get to see him in person. Yeah, no, he came to see my uh, he came to see um, Acid Rain playing there back in 2015, um, and that was the um, that was the, the the first time I met him. And then um, another time he was over here doing some training, but this yeah this time was a, was a was a proper um, you know rock and roll all day a road trip curry beers the lot. Um, I'm jealous. <laughs> oh man, it was great fun. It was great fun, and he's really good. He's really good company. He really is. Well, you know he doesn't shut his mouth, so you got that. You got the conversation done yeah. in the, out of the way. You know that's taken care of. It's never a dull moment. Well, also, also with him, you know, you, you know, you're only like, you know, you're only a few sensible opinions away from one where you just go, "What the fuck?" Well, well he's got he's got a bit of that uh, provocateur, uh, I think, gene in in him where it's like, does he really believe that, or is he just ruffling feathers? But I like it. I like um, I like unpredictable opinions from interesting people. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, well, they, this whole this whole podcast is just one unpredictable opinion. Believe you and me. Um, awesome. Uh, so you've been. How is the podcast going, by the way? Because I know last last time I listened, uh, last one I was uh, able to listen to was um, your friend of mine, uh, Craig Le Cicero. Oh, right on. Yeah, um, it's it's going well. I, like right now, I'm kind of in a transition period because I'm not home. And right yeah. now the band is in a van, is in a van, and we're about to go on a bus in a few days. So once we have a bus, and I'm at the venues early, and I can plan stuff, I'll be able to start getting new interviews. I'm actually kind of excited because uh, because I'll be going all around. I'll be able to grab people and do in person stuff, which I prefer over Skype. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it's it, it's going well. I think for me, like it's the next kind of threshold is to really just get a bit more ambitious with my uh, the guests I get. Yeah. And I think you know, because every time I get a big guest, it just really the show grows. Yeah. And so, but I'm you know I'm less interested in, in talking to quote unquote famous people than interesting people. Um, so it's uh, I think, and it's also just with me and the way I approach it, just being really kind of in the moment and also trying to push the boundaries of it and use it as a creative space instead of just, well, I'm doing the podcast, so I'm just going to do what other podcasts do. I, you know, it's, I think one of the reasons why the show has resonated with the people that it's resonated with is that I, you know, I've tried to really take it seriously um, in terms of the quality and in terms of the content and make it dense and not a lot of um, empty calories, I guess. So, uh, you know, and that's a little harder at the moment because I'm just, my days are filled. So I'm like, I'm like, I literally did my intro and outro for a show I had come up with Roy Mayorga from Stone Sour the other day, but I still have to edit the show and it's just like, I, I have to buy the, my, my computer power supply is not working. So I like, it's just it's technical things, it's time, it's really trying to balance it. And it's, uh, it's tough. I don't know how Jamie does three shows a week and still tours and everything. I have to uh, learn from his. His uh, methodology. Oh man, I, I, I don't think that guy ever fucking sleeps. That's the only thing I can come up with. That could be the only no. reason. No, he doesn't. He's got like, oh, I got a label. I'm doing a record with D. Snyder. I'm, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. he's managing Crowbar. I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't think he sleeps. Yet. Me, I don't need that much sleep, but like, I need at least six hours. Like, it's six. Yeah. I'm, I'm survivable. Yeah, no, I can I can work on six definitely. Yeah, I remember you saying about uh, Jamie Justin. I remember listening to a podcast and he had Dee Schneider on, and they was like, "Oh, you know, Dee, I think you should do this a metal album, you know." And I do it, and Dee's like, "Yeah, okay, well, let's do it then." Really seriously? Yeah, let's do it. And then and then you're like, you know, you're like, kind of like two three months down the line, and you know, Jamie's there going, "Oh yeah, you know, we got a bunch of songs, and it's going to get recorded." And you think. Fuck me! I was, you know, I I was in that conversation when it happened. It's... Well, he's, he's he's not a he. In addition to being a talker, he's also a doer. Yes. and I think that's one of yeah. the most inspirational things about Jamie. And while, like I said, he also inspired me to do my show, and he and this this idea of being entrepreneurial within the the kind of world of, of, of heavy music and saying, hey, you can do, hey, I can be the host of a. MTV. I can get uh, hate breed songs played on, like be the intro music for the UFC fighter. I can do music for ESPN, and you know, like he's constantly trying to push the boundaries, you know, of what this uh, culture is, is 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 capable of. I love that. I love you know, and, and his kind of spirit of inclusivity, I think, is invaluable and something I try and preach as much as possible. You know, so many like I had, I had a friend the other day. Uh, posts, you know, I can't, you know, I can't believe Ghost, Ghost announced these two arena shows, you know, in New York and LA, yeah. like, upset that Ghost is headlining arena, and I'm like, why would anyone ever be upset that someone else is successful just because they don't personally like the band? That's insane to me. Yeah, ever so much. You know? Well, also, like, I, yeah. I don't like, but I wouldn't be mad, I mean, wouldn't be mad, upset that they're successful. It's like, there's a heavy band with guitars playing arenas. That's wouldn't great. We, wouldn't, we want more, wouldn't we want more of that? Well, it just opens doors. just opens doors for more bands to be doing that. Of course. You, you know, I, would, I would, you know, 
killed to get battles on the tour with ghosts, that'd be amazing. You know, reach their fans, that'd be incredible. And they're bringing kids in, and they're bringing adults, and they're, you know, they write great songs. Like, so I, I don't get why people don't like them, but I guess that's just the way it is. This stuff is subjective, and some people like this, some people like that, but, you know, I'm just happy that there are fans moving up the ranks, you know, because the truth is, as you see, it's like, you know, uh, Slayer's not going to be here soon. Judas Priest, how, no one knows how long they're going to be around. Yeah. You know, Ozzy's not going to be here soon. We need these new bands to come up and be these headliners. You know, it's so important. Well, it's just getting it and keeping keeping the traditions of getting people out of their houses and going to see live entertainment because there is yeah. so many, you know, everybody's entertainment options are in the house. And... You know, just getting people out to shows is getting harder and harder, and it's something that we've that's got to be encouraged. It doesn't matter who's filling the stadium. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You know, it's it's yeah, it's it's an absolutely insane that it, it, that bands are having to work as hard as ever to get people to um, to come to shows and need it more than ever. Um, and yeah, like you say, you know, it's like if there's if there's a, a guitar paced band who is selling out an arena, then you know, good. Because it means people are still into that shit. Hell yeah, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. On the same page, sir. Well, look. Well, yes, yes. Um, I'm just remembering. Did you say you're in Austin, Texas? Oh, Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Yeah. Ah, right. are you going? Um, are you playing Austin? We are playing Austin over the summer with Five Finger Death Punch, ah, and right. Breaking Benjamin, and nothing more. Right. Okay. No, it's just uh, for some reason I thought you'd said uh, you. I thought you said you were in uh, in Austin, not Houston, because I was wondering, having been chatting about Godless there, if Chuck was going to come down and say hello. But um, obviously, well, I, you're not in his I town. Have to catch him. Yeah, I have to catch him when we when we, when we come through there. I got to get get out, get in touch with him. Cool, man. Cool. Well, look, when you do, say hello and thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time. Of course, brother. Anything I can do, man. I always got to support my, my podcast brothers. Yeah, absolutely. And podcast brothers and Twitter brothers as well. So Twitter I, brothers, I, that's right. I'll make, sure, I'll make sure that you are tagged everywhere in this. Um, it'll be out the end of the month, but um, I'll send you a message when it's going to be coming that's right. At Doc Coyle, guys, follow me. Yeah, yeah. I'll, don't worry, I'll do a good old advert for you, Doc. Awesome, man. You take care of yourself. Thank you so much. No problem. You too. Best of luck with the Bad Wolves, man. Really rooting for you. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. Cool. Take care. Bye-bye. And that was a cool chat with Doc. Um, Yeah, it it, it suddenly struck me, actually, that he was... um, Hang on a sec. Okay, just making sure that I hadn't got any more of that Mickey Mouse shit going on that I've had over the last few uh, episodes. Anyway, um, yeah, it suddenly struck me whilst um, uh, whilst I was listening back to that interview that um, that Doc and I follow each other on Twitter. Um, hence, we were able to direct message each other and get this sorted out. And um, it, the reason I the reason we're connected on Twitter is because. We liked tweets of each other's in response to uh, Chuck and Godless when they were at Metal Sucks. And we've been following each other on Twitter ever since. So it's kind of like a family tree here. Godless first and then um, and then catching up with um, uh, with Doc, which is uh, which. There you go. It's it's just cool, isn't it? Um, top man, I'm sure you'll agree. And um, definitely worth um, signing up to the X-Man podcast as well. Um, there's some really cool guests on there. And um, and in fact, I think I think Godless is due on there as well. Um, uh, yeah, he is. He is. And 
yeah. So, yeah, so definitely worth um, checking out The Bad Wolves as well um, and just checking out everything Doc does because um, whatever he does, he does it 100% and the quality is always good. So, um, uh, moving on, uh, it's been... <laughs> uh, this is, I, I, I woke up this morning, da, 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 um, I woke up this morning to the incredibly sad news um, that uh, former anal cunt guitarist Josh Martin um, uh, has died. And um, for those of you who only know anal cunt through their hilarious um, song titles, you know, they've been inactive uh, since the singer died. And um, if there was ever a way that a member of anal cunt was going to leave this world, this is the way to do it. He was fucking about on an escalator banister and fell off and died of head injuries. Now, if that's not the way to go out, um, I, I don't know what is. It's, it is it's, it's incredibly sad and in, in an inopportune way to die. I guess that's a strange way of describing any way to die. I guess they're all in inopportune ways. There's, there's nobody, oh, look, there's my opportunity to die. I think I'll grab that. Although, I don't know, the old... Um, uh, film director Tony Scott, remember him? You know, True Romance and all that. Brother of Ridley Scott found out he had terminal brain cancer and um, did a header off a uh, off a bridge. Um, and for somebody who made shit action films, he even died in a shit action film kind of way, which I thought was pretty fucking opportune. There you go. I've come full circle. I've justified my bullshit sentence. That's more like it. I'm back, full on both barrels. Come on, let's have you. Well, while we're about it, why, why don't I, uh, why, why, why don't I hit, why, why don't I hit you all up with, um, uh, with a great interview? Um, <laughs> I would say that, wouldn't I? It's a great interview with a um, podcast subscriber. Yes, that's right. This is the section that you can choose to miss. Um, I uh, I got Nick Russell, who is a uh, pod, uh, who is a uh, Patreon subscriber. That's patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. It's a Patreon subscriber who um, I had a chat with and just discussed the kind of crap that I put out that I laughingly call exclusive content that's worth money. And here is what Nick thinks. Hello. Hello, is that Nick? Hiya, Howard, how you doing? I'm alright, mate, how are you? I'm good, very good, mate. Excellent, excellent. Are you, um, are you, in, uh, are you in good shape to extol the virtues of um, my online begging? Oh, definitely, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, see how I've just gone straight in there? That's it, of course. That's the way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Go for the throat from the beginning. That's it. Not you know, none of this. How are you? Or you know, what do you do? Where are you from? None of that shit. Yeah, show me the money. Almost. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, you're on it. You're on here to do an advert. Go on, get on with it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, that's the whole point of it. So, no, it's cool. It's cool. Um, Cool. So, uh, well, straight off, um, how long have you been listening to the the podcast for? How long have you been doing them now? Is it three years? Four um, years? I, I, good question. <laughs> I think um, <laughs> I think I think I'm in my fourth year. I think I'm in my fourth year. I think it's year. been about three or two and a half to three, probably. But then I went no, maybe about two actually. But then I went back and I've listened to 
all the original ones as well and everything. So, but yeah, at least good two years, definitely. That, that, that's that's interesting. Listening back, did you? Is there any is there any trends or there is is there any kind of like is there any noticeable differences or I, I don't know? I'm I'm, I'm interested because it's not something I'm ever going to yeah. do. I, I, um, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think there's any noticeable differences from when you started. Really, I think it's just. It's. I, I mean, this is a bit like a criticism, but I think it's one of the beauties of it. It's the almost ramshackle way that sometimes the podcasts go. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> that's, no, ab- that's, absolutely. That's that's one of the features of it that it's not polished. And, you know, and it's 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 real. That's the thing that gets it. That it's real. Oh, that's cool. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, it's being, I think, a music fan of, I mean, I'm in my 50s now, and I think from the time of, you know, when you were around as well and that, it's, a lot of it is, you know, it brings back memories of stuff that you, you remember, you know, I remember when I was growing up and yeah. listening to stuff, but it's just interesting as well, interesting, informative, and above all else, funny. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> It is, you know. It's just, you know. Sometimes, I, 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 you know, I'm sitting, I sit at work, and I have my headphones on, and I do get some odd looks because I'm chuckling away to myself. Oh, that's 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 really cool. That is that's that's exactly the experience I was hoping people yeah. people would be having. Um, yeah, I know that that that's awesome. So, um, uh, how long have you been um, a Patreon subscriber then? think from when you first put it up there right. I think as soon as you, yeah. you put it up there I, I went on and did the one I don't I have to be say I haven't done the acid rain one I just do the pay the well the talking bollocks one well the funny th- well the funny thing is that um basically once you subscribe um you get yeah. it, you get it all yeah there's yeah. no there's yeah. no di- there's no difference between the acid rain one and the talking bollocks one it's all <laughs> right. so you basically you're getting everything as it is as it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, and it's, you know, as soon as it was, you know, and the bottom line is anybody that's doing, you know, any, any anybody and everybody can do a podcast, but there comes a point when you have to get some support for it. And that's why, you know, quite happy to, to, to do the Patreon thing. Because, you know, if, if you enjoy it, you know, would I want it where I don't listen, get a chance to listen to Talking Bollocks? No, <laughs> it'd be, it'd be, you know, it wouldn't be the same and I'd miss out, you know. You've got so many stories to tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I have. Um, but um, I, well, I, well that, that, that's really cool. Um, 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 I, and it's, it's great. You know, I really appreciate the support. Um, do, is the um, is is it? I'm going total advert now. Is it worth it? Do you find the uh, <laughs> the standard of content up to snuff? Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Yeah. I mean, it's what three pounds a month or thereabouts. Yeah. I never quite figure out the dollars part of it because it's an American company. But three pounds a month, you know, seventy-five p a week, and and you get, you know, the little snippets are great. Some of the little bits, you know, to do with the band and stuff. And then the, the funny enough, the the one you did where you were in Glasgow the other day, yeah, um, and you were in Lebowski's, yes. I, I, I saw that, and my friends get married on Saturday, and they're going to Scotland for two weeks for the honeymoon, and they're going to Glasgow. And I says, "You need to get into here. This is a, <laughs> you know." And yeah. they, she said, "It's just round the corner from where we're staying." Oh, brilliant! So, 
So she's going, you know. So yeah, but, yeah. I think the you know all the bits that you know some of the I mean like some of the extra uh, bollocasts you know that go on for an hour even or even longer than that. You know, they're, 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 it's it's great because you just get a little bit more of you know sometimes you know sometimes you think if you listen to a three hour podcast you think oh you'd be had enough of but then you just like like. No, I want to know. I want to know all the stories that you <laughs> couldn't tell in the bollocks for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I am, and and I've just realised as well that we've just had a completely discussion that people listening um, won't realise, won't actually get. Um, the reference to Lebowski's and everything. So um, yeah. I'll, have to, I'll I'll set I'll I'll set that up at the beginning of uh, of this bit um, if I remember. Oh, right, okay. If I don't, fuck it. But. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I will reveal a little bit more, um, some little odds and ends here and there of uh, of information, and, and certainly as regards acid rain and the making of and stuff. There's been, I mean, yeah. I've, I've put quite a few exclusive MP3s in there of of um, of live shows from back in the day and um, more recently, um, and yeah. just a few bits and pieces, you know, just really wanting to make people feel kind of engaged and part of the process. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think you know it is. It, yeah, different insight into things. I mean, the as well the one where you're doing the the vocals. You know, traditionally back in the day, you would be in a studio, whereas yeah. you're in somebody's room. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Pete's, I mean, Pete's studio, Pete's cupboard. But believe it or not, yeah. uh, believe it or not, that's where it all gets done these days. Certainly pre-production, yeah. certainly pre-production. But we will be, yeah. we will be going into a proper studio. I assure you. Yeah, yeah, but but you know what I mean. It's just the the fact of you know how different. I mean, even even like you know you'd go to a rehearsal studio, you'd probably rehearse. You'd never think of playing in maybe at the very beginning in somebody's bedroom or garage or something. But yeah. you know the fact that you're doing that sort of work in there, you know, and even and the, uh, Pete's yeah, is that where all the all the the, the classic the, uh, records are as well? That's in there? right. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I was well impressed with that because I was like I was watching that going. I had that. I had that. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> well, funnily you enough, know, so. funnily enough, Pete had been showing me a few things before. Um, we're, we're talking about content. I'm addressing the listener now. We're talking about content that I've put up in um, uh, in Patreon. In fact, we should probably stop doing that because then it sounds even more yeah. wanky, and people are going to be listening to this <laughs> going, "All right, I've got the fucking point." There's no need to go on about stuff that we haven't seen. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, so, I, I'm, no. I'm I'm glad that you um, yeah I'm I'm really glad that you're um, that that you're enjoying it that you're that you think it's all worthwhile. Oh, definitely. I think you know for what for what you're having to pay out, it's it's nothing in this day and age. It's absolutely nothing, and you know you get enjoyment out of it. I mean, for me, I you know I find out things, you know, little things, and you know, like you say, little snippets. The you know um, some of the you know little snippets of songs bits from Hammerfest and what have you, you know, that you you wouldn't normally see, you know. Yeah. And it's just, you just get so much more of a, uh, you know, it's just that, uh, you know, 24-hour-a-day talking bollocks, that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't, mate, believe you and me, because I am, I am with me 24 hours a day, and I, I annoy the living shit out of me. So, um, oh, mate. Well, look, Nick. I, re- I really appreciate you coming on and um, and talking about That's this. All right. um, thank you very much, mate. And um, and um, yeah, give me more. Pay pay more. Put increase your donation. You tight bastard. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you need, that's what you need. <laughs> but no, right. it's, uh, no, it's fine. It's 
you know, anything to try and help, you know, like I say, I think the, the, the thing with having the chance to help somebody do something even more, you know, rather than not having it here is, is and for what it is, it's, it's like I say, it's, it's nothing, you know, it's, and do you like age, uh, you know. do you like the feature whereby I'll post who I'm going to interview and you can you can like you know chuck in some of your questions if you want? Yes, yeah, yeah. That's 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 really good because I think I did put in something for when it was Malcolm Dome. Right, it was a question I think. Um, and did, and did I, I ask it? Them, but uh, yeah, I think it was. If I remember rightly, it was. Is there anybody that you reviewed that you at the time that you thought was rubbish, but then? following oh, yeah. further to that. Yes, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember the question. I don't remember the answer, but I remember the question. Yeah, I think he did. I, I can't remember what he said. I think there was there was something that he did say that there was. I think, um, I can't remember what it was. But, but yeah, I mean, that, and that you, you do get that, engage, that further engagement as well. You know, it is, yeah. it's, you know, the, you get the opportunity to think, oh, you know, I'm, you know, it's only a little thing, but I'm contributing, you know, and if it's something that I want to know about, you know, then I'm getting an answer to it, you know, so all, you all about. You're getting to contribute to a podcast and get a question answered that you've always wanted to know the exactly. answer to. And that exactly. is and why, that is why people need to be signing up at Patreon in their yes. thousands. Um, well, yes. look, uh, look, I really appreciate that, Nick. Thank you very much for coming on and do it and, and being, problem, being my advert. And um, uh, hang on in there and um, I'll, yes, uh, I'll get some more new stuff up there soon. Yeah, no worries. That's great. Cheers, man. Thank you. All right. Take care. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And there is what Nick thinks to all of that lovely content that I've been making for you for you guys on Patreon. So, um, yeah, look, you know, I'm that that is enough. Um, uh, all I will say is Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. I'm probably going to lose subscribers having done this. <laughs> um, but uh, if you want to sign up and check it out, there's um, there's all sorts going up this month. There is every month exclusive downloads. of uh, there's, a, there's an extra bollocast and all sorts of stuff. Anyway. So um, it's time for some music um, because we are just coming up to two hours now. Um, uh, the reason why I did uh, it's a sort of shorter interview podcast is and I'm only going to play a couple of tracks, but I did want to put some music in here for you um, for bands that have not been around for a while and have come back. And on that theme, the first band I'm going to play is an Australian band called Mammal. Um, now, I saw Mammal years ago before they split up um, in a tiny bar in London. They were absolutely fucking awesome. Um, I've got their, um, I've got, well, they've done it. They, they had a debut live album, got that. They've got a studio album, got that. Uh, live DVD, got that. Single, got that. I'm just, I'm just a fan. And some of you are going to listen to this and think, mm, right, okay, that's not what I was expecting. Um, but hey, that's what it's all about. It's about expanding our boundaries. It's about expanding our boundaries. And the song's only about three and a half minutes anyway, so if you don't like it, whatever. But um, anyway, this is one of two new songs released by Mammal who said they'd never play again, they'd never um, work together again, and they're back together, and I, for one, am very pleased about it. This is Mammal and Community. Negativity, cash out on a Ponzi scheme. Switch blade is a remedy. Devil in the detail, pumping up a new fail. You win when. 
you're fighting back Roundhouse on a batting track Front foot is the only tack You were getting stronger every time I pumped out Get some mammal in your ears. Um, hey, it's not the most original stuff you've ever heard, but I'm 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 just a fan. They're one of those bands that I just I I, I can't explain it. Um, but I am I'm a huge huge fan. And um, yeah, just uh, look you know if, if you're into it, check it out. If you're not, don't. Um, the other band that I've become a huge fan of very recently, I discovered this. Um, <laughs> here we go. I slagged off Blabbermouth earlier, and now I'm going to fucking say it's really cool. It's well, it's not, but um, they're, they're yeah, shit, they're shit at reviewing stuff. But they reviewed um, an album by a band called The Crown, called Cobra Speed Venom. Some of you might be listening to this, uh, might not have known their back. Some of you have never heard of them. Well, I'm one of those people who'd never heard of them, and 
I yeah, it's it's absolutely absolutely bizarre. I um, yeah, I just discovered them. Uh, it's kind of at times it's like it, it, at times it's like old school death metal, and at times it's like not old school death metal. At times it's quite melodic, and I mean there's thirteen tracks. It's it's and there's different stuff going on here. There is genuinely really different stuff going on here, um, and um, I certainly certainly suggest that um, uh, some of you try and check this out. Um, it, the album again, it's called Cobra Speed Venom, um, and this is the track Iron Crown. Yeah. 
pretty cool, huh? And you and you heard it all there, you know, a kind of sort of punky intro riff, and then into sort of like brutal death metal. Um, there's a chorus in there. Uh, Iron Crown. It's just yeah. There's just something about the Crown, man. I'm really, really, really liking that new album. Um, once again, Cobra, Speed, Venom, The Crown. Check that shit out. Um, and um, and that brings us to the end of the podcast, folks. Um, look, I'm as always indebted to all of you for listening. Um, it. it you know, I, I love doing this. I'm going to continue to do it. I know I say this every um, every month, but I love I love being in your ears. I really do, and um, it's been. Uh, what can I say? It's a laugh. Hey, we have a laugh, don't we? Eh? Oh, we have a laugh. We have a little bit of a giggle. Well, I do. I I <laughs> I have a, I have a laugh at myself. And um, and then and you lot pretty much laugh at me um, as opposed to with me. I get that. It's all right. That's the relationship we have. I understand that. I am a service provider. That is what I do. That is what I am. I am just the performing monkey. And that's absolutely fine. That's my role in life. And yours is to listen to the podcast, which you're doing right now. And where are you? Hey, are you, are you in the supermarket? Are you, uh, you know, are you, are you bored somewhere? You work. I know a lot of, this does my head in, but a lot of people um, are allowed to have um, uh, earbuds in when they work in IT departments. Hello, IT. Graphic artists. Hello, graphic artists. Hello, all of you people out there who are at work listening to this through your, um, uh, through your, uh, your earbuds. Your boss is a cunt! Um, hope you didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> hope you had your earbuds in there. Hey, and look at, Look at that dickhead over there. Hey, look at him. Every fucking day he does that. Don't you just want to smash him in the face? Isn't he getting on your nerves by now, doing that? Hey? Oh, God, there's always somebody, isn't there? There's always somebody in the office. As soon as they start talking, it just makes your teeth great. Oh, God, shut up, hey? Why don't you shut up with your opinions? Somebody who just... It's either opinions or those people who throw out, like half facts as in something that's half right and the thing is that you don't want to keep correcting them because then you look like the twat you look like the twat despite the fact that they're spouting half it's it's almost nonsense because it's half right and you want to clarify it and say well actually you know no people have two legs not one leg you know and um or, or people who do things like, well, you know, flat earthers, they're entitled to their opinion. No, they're not. You're not entitled to your opinion on which there's, on, on facts. You're entitled to your opinion on other stuff, okay? You're entitled to your, to, to believe in any magic cloud-dwelling being that you can think of and stuff like that. That's fine. But you're not allowed to your own opinion on things like whether the earth is flat or not, you fucking fool! It's not flat, it's round. And you know what? Somebody actually actually sent me a message on YouTube, YouTube comment section. Just don't do it. But somebody sent me, I'd slagged off Flat Earthers or something, and somebody somebody commented on, seriously, man, um, it's worth looking in, it's worth looking at the research. There is no research. You know why? Because there's no need to do any, because we've spent, we spent hundreds of years proving it. It's proven. It's done. Right? It's over. It's done. No research has been done into flat earth. You know why? Nobody is willing to spend any serious amounts of money on researching it because anybody with that kind of money is relatively intelligent and isn't prepared to spend it. 
And there is no other bodies out there interested in proving it. I mean, fucking hell, somebody was telling me the other day about a neighbour of theirs who said that we need, to, we need to campaign against gravity and that gravity is somehow dangerous. What? No, people who believe gravity is dangerous are the ones who are fucking dangerous. There's your fucking rule for you right there. Jesus fucking Christ. Honestly, unbelievable. These people exist. One of them is a neighbour of a friend of mine. I was like, I don't know, maybe I live in this world where I, I do not bump into people who hold these opinions. I seem to operate in a world where these people don't exist. You know, here's another thing as well on Facebook where people go like, oh, I've just seen that, like, oh, 27 people that are in my friends list like the BNP. Well, don't just indiscriminately accept friends on Facebook for no fucking reason. Do a bit of research. I looked at the BMP. I've got God knows how many friends on Facebook. None. No people on there following the BMP. Oh, what a surprise. Yeah, stop clicking. Just, oh, yeah, no problem. You could be me, mate. And, ah, people on Facebook trying to trigger debates, triggering people. And, oh, God. Uh, Yeah, I'm back to slagging social media off. And do you know what? I'd like to thank Twitter for making this episode happen. Because if it wasn't for Twitter... I wouldn't have become friends with Godless and I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't have become contacts with Doc and hence this episode would have just been me moaning about my fucking arm like a twat. So there you go. That's been the theme of this podcast. Me slagging stuff off, then realising it was wrong and somehow backtracking. It's been an odd one, hasn't it? Normally, I'm just a cunt. But this today, I've managed to, I've managed to be slightly more self-aware cunt than normal. Or have I? Who knows? Fuck it. Who actually fucking cares? Till next month. (laughs) Speak to you then. Have a good one. Cheers. Actually, do you know what? Fuck it. Let's finish with another. Let's let's finish with another track of Cobra Speed Venom. Yeah, because that's how much I'm enjoying it. And I think this track gives you an idea of how there's just really different stuff all over the album. Gonna play his his um uh the crown playing us out with um with a track from cobra speed venom i can't get, i can't say that title enough i fucking love it it's just it's mental it 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 shouldn't work but it does and this track is called we avenge speech you next month this is cobra <laughs> this is off cobra speed venom i love saying it cobra speed venom the crown we avenge here it is now coming at you live in your ears <laughs> <laughs>